You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Delatory. Same corner, same time. What are the vibrations, fellas? Nick? What are your vibrations, Nick? Uh, Still in baseball season, so Friday night. It's like you're losing this battle, Nick. It looks like you're losing (laughs) this battle. Looks a little tired tired today. Tired today. Um, yeah, baseball, not a good weekend at Florida ballpark, uh, Florida football, a couple injuries. We'll get into that later. So just been, just been grinding kind of like Will Smith, uh, Will Smith's right palm on Chris mm. Rock's cheek. Just putting that work in, huh? I'm just getting worked like Chris Rock. I, I got a question about that. I want to get y'all's opinion. What do you think was going through Chris Rock's mind when Will Smith walked on stage? You think he was like, Gonna give him a hug, or because he didn't flinch, he didn't do anything. He just he stood there and took it. Pause. Uh because I think I think Yo. it was like is is this is gonna go as smooth as rehearsal went? <laughs> yeah, I saw you were uh, you put on the old tinfoil hat and said, "Hey, this is stage." Yeah, it's the, I, I think it's stage. What do you think, Nick? What, what's your, what's your uh, feeling on on Will Smith? Oscars. Oscars been dead for high up. Nobody watches that. The ratings been at all time low. Uh, this this I'm pretty sure did them a lot of favors. Uh, he got people talking. That's for sure. Um, I thought it was staged. Mm. Um, also, I got played Ali and Chris Rock just like stood there and ate an open hand right. Right. Yeah. Like, like what kind of what kind of what kind of interview what kind of rehearsal did you do with what you what'd you do to get ready to play the greatest Muhammad Ali you can't even knock down a 60 year old comedian probably had to be staged that's the biggest that's the biggest take um but a slap over a punch I think a slap's more disrespectful in, in my honest opinion more, I, slap yeah, is definitely yeah, more yeah, disrespectful yeah. for sure you think you learned that from the uh, movie hitch it was a little more <laughs> recent than Ali is it? I don't know the year. No, either. Hitch isn't more recent than Ali. No, I don't think so. I will let the fact checkers decide. I think you're way. Dan, off. what's your take? What's your take on? <laughs> I think he's way off too. Dan, what's your take on 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 Slapgate? Um, I think it was. Um, yeah, so Ali came out in 2001, and Hitch came out in 2005. So, um, as I was saying, uh, no, right. I, I, you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting. The whole thing was odd. Um, yeah, you know, I think Jada Pinkett gave him the uh, the the eyebrows of, of hey, you got to go do something, um, you know. And then he got himself involved in entanglement, you know. Um, Jada's been I involved. Mean, somebody in that, that don't mind himself. sharing, someone that 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 allegedly don't mind sharing their wife. I don't see why he would be mad about it about about a hair joke. Is, is my take. Yeah, it didn't seem like it was that uh, worth it, but you know, I don't know. Um, but I don't I don't think it was staged. I think that there was. Uh, a, a lot of uh, frustration and, and I don't think he would have apologized the way that he did, or I think there would have been something that came out if it was staged, but I will say, I didn't even know the Oscars were on until I got uh, some text messages from some friends about it um, at about 10 30 last night. So 
Uh, so shout out for the Oscars for finally getting some uh, some recognition in the uh, the general public again. And when I saw it, my, when my brother texted to me, I, I told myself, I was like, yeah, I don't believe Will Smith grew a pair and was just like slapped somebody at the Oscars out the blue. I will say uh, this. So I, the- I rolled back over like the Donald Duck gif. He rolled back over and put this sheet over his head. That's what I did. Maybe he's trying to earn some respect after all the entanglement stuff from what a year or two ago. Right, right. I you can know? see it. Um, did he earn your respect, Dan? No, he didn't. Okay, um, so. But, but I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't uh, keep a, a lot of tabs on uh, Will Smith's personal life, other than I remember uh, Jada saying that uh, she would have rather been with Tupac than Will, um, and that she, she was involved in some year. other things. Right. Too. But you know, my uh, my knowledge of Will Smith's personal life is is pretty uh, pretty small, to be honest with you. Great actor, though. Big fan. Nice little quick visit into pop culture. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, you can listen to the uh, the Cup podcast if you want better takes than uh, than Dan's ridiculous takes on uh, Will Smith. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have all the takes on on, on Will Smith and and things of that nature. <laughs> it's your new favorite phrase. Uh, weekend was good, boys. Um, let's see what what did I do? Uh, took the boat out safely, of course. Um, this weekend, what else did I do? Oh, I had to go to an engagement party that was at a ranch mm. with like goats and cows and. There was a mini horse. That was the first time I'd seen a mini horse um, IRL. So that was kind of neat. Um, but, oh, and I was at Armature Works Saturday night. Silk, I know you were there during the week. Uh, came over to my stomping grounds. Um, but Armature Works was was great. Great vibrations on a Saturday night. And then yesterday was a relaxation day to uh, get it ready for my parents to come in uh, this nice. weekend. So so excited to uh, have them swing by. So, Silk, how was your weekend? I'm always getting smooth, man. No, no complaints. Um, <clears throat> caught up on rest on the weekend. During the week, I was very busy. Like you said, I went out to Tampa. Uh, enjoyed you guys' scenery. Uh, amateur works. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over there by uh, the stadium. Yep. Uh, the Lightning Stadium. Some nice vibes over there. It was at American Social hanging out, me and my brother. Uh, so some nice scenery out there, but just a whole lot of just catching up on rest this weekend. Went to catch my son's soccer game, and that was it. Rest and soccer. How's kickball. Junior doing? How's Junior doing in kickball? They the other team didn't have a full team this last <laughs> Saturday. So what they did, they put some of their players on the other team so they could at least the kids could at least play. It was a forfeit, mm-hmm. but they still played. But he's doing really good. He just haven't been dedicated to to soccer. So his defense is elite, but a lot of the stuff on, on offense he's getting frustrated with because we just haven't played when he started playing the pandemic hit. So he's been without soccer this entire time. But he's enjoying it. He's having fun. Um, you can see the speed and athleticism. But on offense, when he started doing certain things, he gets a little confused and lost in the sauce. That's all. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, it's good to uh, good to be back on a, a Monday. Um, thank you, everybody. Last week was one of our more listened to episodes of the last few months. So thank you so much to, to everybody that joined us uh, last week. Uh, but uh, let's get into the show, boys. We uh, potentially have Malik Davis joining us later today. Uh, and then next weekend, or next week, pardon me, uh, we're going to have Linda Teeler, who's the associate athletic director, or one of them, uh, and then former athletic director Jeremy Foley next week. So that should be a great show. Uh, but let's give a shout out to our title sponsor for Stadium and Gale, uh, Alan Horn with Alan Horn Insurance. Uh, State Farm agent in Jasper, Georgia, specializes in auto home renters life business boat retirement planning whatever kind of insurance that you may need in georgia florida alabama or tennessee check them out at allenhorninsurance.com that's a-l-a-n-h-o-r-n-e insurance spelled the normal way 
Com or give him a call at 706-692-2888 or visit him on social media at, at SF Agent Allen H um, or on Facebook at Allen Horn hyphen State Farm Agent. So thank you, Alan, for your continued support uh, throughout the year. Uh, boys, we uh, are going to get into some football. We had a pro day uh, today. Um, a lot of the guys that uh, tested at the Combine did not uh, test this week. Um, but, uh, a lot were in attendance. Um, Matt Elam or, um, uh, Kair Elam, pardon me. Um, he tested out in the, uh, in the drills. Um, let's see, uh, Damian Pierce tested out in the drills. Uh, but outside of that, we had a number of players, uh, including Zach Carter, Jeremiah Moon, uh, and then a lot of the guys that, uh, weren't necessarily on the, uh, the draft board, uh, participate, um, Nick, give me your, you, you were there. Give me your, your overarching thoughts on, uh, on pro day. Yeah. It, um, it, I, I've, I've tried to kind of get the pulse of like the fans and where they are. There's so much other stuff going on. Um, and I just didn't feel like this, this, there was a lot of attention to this class outside of, you know, Elam, Damian Pierce, um, and Carter, maybe a little bit for Jeremiah moon. Um, but those guys who have the opportunity today's bigger for guys who didn't have the opportunity to go to um, Indianapolis to do the combine. So a guy like uh, Daquan Newkirk, Antonio Valentino, um, Malik Davis, Malik Davis. Those guys are the ones that really need today uh, that really need a pro day. Um, and, and it's interesting, you know, like I'm getting older, but Valentino was like, I'm 24. And I was like, oh, that's young. But then he's like, I've been playing football since I was night or since I was five years old. That's 19 years. Like I've dedicated my life to this. And I'm like, oh, well, that then that hits me. I'm like, ah, nobody cares about this. And then then you have someone standing in front of you tell you that, and you're like, yeah, I should probably should probably give this a little bit more attention. So um, it's interesting that they did everything this year, uh, and I think maybe last year they did everything in the IPF. Um, mm-hmm. Last year was because. Uh, it's open air and there's a bunch of people and there were still COVID restrictions. Um, so they bring the, the whole bench press um, deal into uh, the IPF, bring it all the way over from uh, the football weight room at Ben Hill Griffin. So um, saw so the bench press, jump, broad, everything. And it's kind of right there in front of us. Um, only thing that I think Florida messed up on was doing it on a Monday because Monday, Tuesday are the NFL coaches meetings right now. So all the coaches and owners are in uh, West Palm Beach. Um, typically, they'd done this event like on a Wednesday, I believe. And um, that would give everyone coming back, leaving the coaches meeting time to come up. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a lighter crowd in terms of scouts. No GMs, um, no head coaches, because they're all um, in West Palm Beach. So I think that was the only thing I would have changed if I were Florida – uh, and certainly would have liked to have changed if I were one of the guys, you know, uh, trying to get seen today. No doubt. Um, Silk, um, overarching thoughts on Pro Day, and then we'll kind of get into to some numbers. Or did yeah. you not follow it very much? I didn't follow I just followed the numbers. It wasn't a whole lot for me to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. The numbers popped out. I know everybody wants to keep, or not everybody, a lot of people want to keep Nick Savage, but these numbers just, and I don't know who to blame or, but this don't look like we're a very strong football team mm-hmm. or a very athletic football team looking at like the, the, the numbers we got. Yeah. 
They've well, been bench press wise. Uh, just, just overall numbers were, were disappointing for me. For those are probably the worst numbers I've seen in a long time following uh, University of Florida combines and or pro days rather. Those some usually pro day numbers are, are inflated. Yeah, big, big time. Um, yeah, these are some of the slower numbers that, that we've seen. But Nick, I want to get your thoughts um, on the way that the drills were were run. Um, maybe just to add some context, and we'll go over individual numbers. Tell us how it, it kind of broke down uh, throughout the day. Um, so the guys started with um, height measurements, you know, yeah. height, weight, hands, arms, all that stuff, um, and then went into uh, the bench press. After that, it was um, straight into the 40. So after the bench press, into the 40. And, and if the 40 is going to be – the 40 is going to be probably the next thing that's looked at, like after game film for a lot of, a lot of scouts. So you don't want to get tired before you're doing that. So it's bench press and straight into the 40. Um, and after that, they did their L-cone drill, the, you know, the three-cone drill, um, and the 20-yard shuttle. And then in, after that into um, – they had a 60-yard shuttle, like, listed uh, on the, the schedule, but I don't think anyone does that. I don't know anyone that, you know, mm -hmm. runs that um, or what the purpose of that would be. So um, after that, straight into positional drills. So it's, 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 it's an easy day for them. Um, probably more – you put more pressure on yourself, but it's stuff that, you know, you've been doing your whole life. Yeah. Well, let's get into uh, some numbers here real quick. We'll call out kind of the official or the, the the big numbers, and then we'll we'll go into uh, some of the other numbers that, that were a little bit less impressive. Um, Kyrie Elam did participate in the vertical jump, um, went thirty seven and a half inches, uh, which would have tied him for the fourth best mark uh, among amongst cornerbacks at the NFL Combine. Um, Leek Davis had a 39-and-a-half-inch vertical, which would have ranked second among running backs at the NFL Combine. Um, Daquan Newkirk, uh, 29 bench press reps at, uh, at 225. Antonio Valentino had 25. Um, Newkirk's 29 on the bench press would have tied uh, for the most by a defensive tackle uh, with uh, a UCLA defensive tackle. Um, but outside of that, um, Gene DeLance had 21, Stuart Reese had 20, um, Kyrie Elam had 10, and Malik Davis had 10. So, you know, outside of some some big numbers by a few, um, not all that impressive overall for guys that have probably been doing this for, uh, for the past two and a half months or so. Um, but definitely not uh, not great numbers. And then let's get into some 40 times. Um, again, not all that great. Um, let me just pull up the official numbers. Um, Zach Carter uh, ran a 5.0640, uh, which I thought would be a little bit uh, faster than that. Uh, Malik Davis with a 471. Uh, Gene DeLance with a 5.26. Uh, Jeremiah Moon with a 4.89. And then Stuart Reese. Um, with a 5.58, um, not, you know, not great numbers to, to say the least, um, by really anybody there. Yeah. Those are some egregious numbers. Uh, I thought Malik would be faster than a four, seven, one. Didn't actually see him run. So I don't know if he stumbled out of the gate or something like that, but I thought he was at least on par with Damian Pierce. Um, bench press wise, I even thought Kyrie would do more in 10. Mm-hmm. 
I just, I just expected more out of these guys a little bit. Um, Kyrie had a, a great uh, workout outside of the bench press, in my opinion. But I don't, I don't think bench press is terribly. He's physical. He could come up and tackle and do his things and, and cover it. So I don't think that's a big deal for him. I just expected him to lift more. But he ran well. Shuttle was good. And that was very, like you said, the vert, the vert was was dope. Um, I wonder if he slides into the first round. We'll see. Um, Zach Carter, I expected him to run a little faster as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, expecting him to show a little bit more athleticism in his workout, so I was a little, little, little down on him. I don't know where he, where his stock will be at. Uh, interested to follow, follow all this up into draft day. Kind of been doing my googles and, and, mm-hmm. and doing the same thing on Twitter to see what a lot of the pro scouts got these guys at after after the pro days. But just overall, the numbers just was was a little, not low, very down for what what we've seen in the University of Florida for like pro days. What do you, what do you what would you if if it's not Nick what would you attribute that to if it's not Nick Savage? Um, just a, just a unlucky uh, year. I, I think maybe a little bit. I don't know. You know how running on on turf might impact that. Obviously, the combines on turf as well. Um, you know, but but very disappointing to to say the least. You know, Malik Davis didn't really do him any favors uh, with his um, with his speed. You know, but for guys that. Um, you know, spend nothing but time over the last three months preparing for the combine. It just, it just doesn't seem like those numbers were, were numbers of, I'm not calling them uncommitted at all, but it just seems like uh, there just wasn't, you know, really any improvement because this should probably be the best 40 you run in your life, right? right? This should be the best shape that you're in. You're probably p- playing a little bit lighter than you normally would during a football season. You've been trained by speed guys. Normally, if you have an agent, they're putting you up at a, you know, place called, you know, like Aspie here in Tampa, or there's, you know, athletes first gyms and, and all of that. There, there's places all around the country that specialize in getting these guys ready for the combine. And it just doesn't seem like any of those numbers uh, were reflective of, of that, unfortunately. That's a derail you guys, your conversation. I don't know how uh, official those numbers are. Like Damian Pierce was like sitting over there with a group of, uh, reporters and they were using like their stopwatch on their iphones so i don't know is there an official time out there no. who has the official time? nobody has the official time you, out there uh, i mean the chief scout will have an official time and the giant scout will have his official time that's why you don't really get why won't official time. i'm pretty sure university of florida got a lot of like track equipments and lasers laying around right mm-hmm. yeah remember yeah. Day, they used to they used to broadcast times you know with the the laser time and everything else and obviously that's an unofficial time that they'll they'll go back and review but um that was from those times were from zach cohen and that's from a uf representative i don't know who that uf representative is it also could be the same uf representative that said that they're bench pressing 250 instead of 225 so again you can take these with a grain of salt but that's what that yeah there that was a mistweet out there um to a number of people i know zach uh, was told that graham was told that um you almost got to use your better judgment and know that it's, you know, two plates on each side. But yeah, I can tell we ain't been to the gym. <laughs> it, um, I remember going back. I, I, I had never, I think I had like just started. It was back when John Hall Peel was going through because I was close with, with Peel when he was getting ready for the, uh, the combine. And right. I think I had like just barely done 225 in the gym at that point. And I was like, all right, let me. I went in one night and I was like, let me go try to rep this. And I got like 10. It was exhausted. 
Um, I don't under, like, I don't get – it shows strength. I think more so than that, though, it shows dedication. Like, have you trained for this? Because, like, listen, a guy with – Well, it with, shows endurance, too. A guy with super long arms isn't going to do as well. He's pushing that weight farther. That's why, you know, you get guys like running backs. Like, I expected but it's still comparative because, like, most defensive ends got super long arms, right? So, it's yeah. like, how many reps comparable to other defensive ends? How many he got? How stronger? Mm-hmm. Like, like Dan mm-hmm. said – Endurance wise, it's a measurement of strength and endurance. I just don't know how, how important it is to a quarterback or cornerback. I think yeah, certain true. positions that matter, right? And certain positions they don't. Well, like when when Jalen Tabor threw up like three. Yeah, um, and that's a problem. I was, like, I was like, I was like, listen, he's strong. It's just like I, I. That's why I thought it's like, hey, have you practiced this? Have you worked at this? So I no, think I'm being real. As a grown, as an adult grown man that plays football or any professional sport, you got to be able to lift 225 more than three times. I don't care if you're a kicker. Maybe in life. I, mean, I don't know if it's safe to be walking around and can't bench 225 three times. I think I think you'd be surprised how many grown men can't bench 225. No, I won't be surprised. I'm just saying it's dangerous. Mm. Yeah, I would be surprised too. Somebody can't bench two twenty five. Anyway, um, <laughs> how, many, so, how many reps you getting, Dan? Two, <laughs> maybe three. I'm Jalen. Okay. I'm having the same level as Jalen Tabor. So yeah, there you go. See, that's why uh, Jalen Tabor shouldn't yeah, be lifting it uh, three yeah. times. If Jalen Tabor can do it three times, then I can do it three times. But before we uh, Redell trained you to get three, I know he could get more than three. <laughs> I need to get back with Redell. Um, but we do have Malik Davis waiting for us uh, to to join the show. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stay Miguel. Get fifteen percent off of your orders. Softest material, best quality. Uh, t-shirts for uh, vintage Florida Gator where I think they have about 15 items for you. But also if you're looking for something for uh, maybe a family, friend, spouse, loved one, coworker, boss, whatever the case may be, a bunch of different colleges on there. So with all that being said, visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code stadium and Gale, all one word. And let's get Malik Davis on the show. Malik, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks so much for for joining us. The pride of of the eight one three, Malik yes, sir, Davis. No problem. Um, big pro day for you today. Um, let's just get let's get that out of the way. How was uh how was today, and and what were your thoughts on pro day? Uh, everything was good. You know, we came came out there. I was at my home turf and was able to get embraced by my teammates and uh guys who cared about me. So today was a pretty good day. Good stuff. So, so talk to us a little bit about how the uh, the day went, and you know, were you able to, to meet up with some scouts and stuff after, or, or just talk to us, run us through uh, the day today? I spoke, I spoke with a, a bunch of different teams, you know, uh, both um, after and during. It was a successful day. What, what are those conversations like? What are they, what do they want to get out of you, or what kind of questions are they asking you? Uh, a lot of questions. A lot of questions where um, they just want to know how how smart you are. Uh, Explain, explain our offense to them. Explain, explain the defense. Just knowing, do seeing if I know football. Also, we spoke about what I bring to the table. You know, um, catching out of the backfield and making plays in open space. And Malik, you didn't get a, a a draft invite. What was that? What was that? I know we all dream of that. Being being young ball players or whatever. What was that feeling like when you didn't get the combine invite? We talked about it on this show. We thought you, you should have got an invite. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always had a chip on my shoulder, and it seems like, you know, when every time it's, it's time to go to the next level, I 
is always a, a, a challenge for me, you know, so it, it's nothing new. You know, I, I would have loved to been there, but I didn't. So I just knew I had to come and um, I had to just prove, prove my, prove that, prove why I should have been there. So, I mean, today was still a blessing nonetheless, man. Being able to do a pro day is still, I mean, a lot of kids don't get that opportunity. Uh, right. So what was your mood like this morning when you woke up? Were you excited, uh, happy? Like, they, they give me the overall, like, what your mindset was like. Uh, I was, or, or I was last excited. night. Able to, were you able to get to sleep so, last night? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was able to sleep, but it was hard, you know. And, w- and when I woke up, I did. I do understand that, you know, a lot of guys are, are cut off their pinky, their pinky finger to be in my situation. So, you know, even though I didn't get that uh, invite, you gotta. I look at it that from that point of view. You know, it's a blessing just to be able to put on these cleats and go perform and have people evaluate me and maybe want me on their team. You know, because a lot of guys wish they could have this opportunity and wish they had this shot that did it. So it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, no doubt. And Valentino said something to, uh, something to me. He was like, I had to like remind myself that everyone's here to see me today. Like everyone's here to see me, to see my teammates. Like I've already put in the work and today's just like, Hey, show up and, and show that you put in that work. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I, I, I preach that to my teammates too. You know, when you come here, just come enjoy it and have fun. Don't let this, don't let this day have you nervous and make you feel like you have to do this or have to do that. You know, if you put in the work and you come out and you give it your all after, afterwards, you should be fine. Malik, we were talking a little bit about it before you got on the show. Were you training in Gainesville? Were you training elsewhere? Or? Uh, I trained in California at okay. RX Sports. Tell them, tell them what you told me at uh, at Pro Day today, Malik. Who were you? Who'd you see out there where you were training in Calabasas? Oh yeah, Kanye. Uh, this uh, I don't know the name of the um, ice cream place that he goes to. I forget the name. It's called like uh, Jerry's, Jerry oh. something. But he goes there. He pull he pulls up in like a van by himself and goes. This is crazy. Let me ask you a question, man. You 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 wrapping this thing up? Um, um, have you graduated yet? Yes, sir. You have graduated. So you graduated. You came. Uh, NFL is on, on next up. Uh, what do you feel about your overall tenure and your overall stay, your legacy at University of Florida? Did you come and achieve the things you, you set out for? Yeah, definitely. I, I, like, I'm the first male out of my family to go to college and graduate college. So, from where I'm from, that's 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 I'm I'm already already won in a, in a way, you know. Um, already, I, I did that, and I played uh, football for the Florida Gators, one of my dream schools since a kid. So. I think I definitely completed completed the mission, as in the the dream, the goals that I've set as a kid so far. So what's now, uh, the next one? Right, right. Go ahead, go ahead, Nick. You got it. Um, what was it like? Um, we talked a little bit about it uh, at the field today, but what was it like? Just, uh, I mean, from Tampa, you've been in Gainesville for the last, uh, you know, four or five years, and now. You're training out in California. What was it like just to, to get out away from Gainesville and you're kind of experiencing new things as you get into this next stage of your life? Uh, it was a great experience. You know, I've, I've never been any, anywhere for that long, for that amount of time. You know, other than traveling with the team, I haven't even traveled anywhere. So it was a great experience, you know, to get away, get out of Florida, see something new while I trained. It was definitely fun. I think uh, – California is better than either Columbia, Missouri, or Columbia, South Carolina. 
uh, on those trips that, that you took during your playing days. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you. <laughs> uh, Malik, you, you've been you've been in Gainesville for for a long time now. Um, talk to us a little bit about your experience. Um, you, you committed, you know, with uh, with Jim McElwain. Um, then you, you you're with him for a little while and then you you get with uh, with Dan Mullen and his staff. Um, talk to us a little bit about your, your transition from from high school. You were, uh, you know, an all state player, an all county player. Uh, what was the transition like to college for you? Uh, it was a big transition. Just um, the the level for the level that I was at, and you know, when high school you just get the ball to run. Now you're in college, you gotta know what's going on before it happens. You have to read the defense, know why if this guy's coming and why if they're in this alignment, this is gonna happen. So I think the biggest thing is just understanding football and. Since I've been here, I think I've I've learned I've learned so much of football, and I've got I've became a smarter football player overall. What what's that What's that like? Because you you're you know for the longest time in high school, it's just like give the ball to Leak and let him run. And now you're getting yeah. here, and it's like no no you need to pick up that 250 pound linebacker who's running right. at you with a full head of steam, and if you can't block him, you're not going to play. And you're like whoa whoa, whoa I'm not. I'm not an offensive tackle. I came here to run the football, and you're asking me to, to you know, put my head into some guy's chest here. Right. Um, you know, like I said, it, at this level, it's time you, you're becoming a man, and those are the things that 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 has to be done at this level, and that you have to be able to do. So, I mean, you just got to put on your big boy shoes and, and big boy pants and big boy shoes and make it happen. You know, my coach always preached: if you can't protect the ball, you can't protect the quarterback, and you can't play here. Did you have a, a like a welcome to college moment, kind of like where something either positive or negative happened? You were like, okay, this is this is different. I'll say something positive when uh, Tyree Cleveland made the catch my freshman year against mm-hmm. Tennessee to win a game. I think that would that would probably be it. That um that was wild. That uh that was that was the Felipe. What did we call it? We, I think we called it the heave to cleave. Um, yeah, yeah, that that was one, one of the craziest plays that I've seen. So I've been yeah. Definitely. What was it? What was it like down there on the field? Because I mean, the in in the stadium that day, we couldn't hear anything. The place is going nuts. Yeah. Um, I think Tyree almost got got smushed because everyone everyone yeah. ended up on top of him. Um, BP yep. was down there with him too, I think. Yep, yep. Uh, it was. What was crazy, it like on you know? the field right after that? Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, everyone was happy, excited, uh, emotional. You know. It was it was a great experience. Malik, you came in your freshman year and surprised a lot of us. Uh, we seen the potential in and because your recruitment was a little late. We talked about your recruitment, but we Florida we got on you a little late as far as with the offer. Um, but we, we all seen the potential in, in your your huddle tape. Uh, but your freshman year got off to a hot start, and then you had a, a injury that ended it. Um, your freshman year, what what was that like? Uh, being on university campus, uh, University of Florida campus, hot as a freshman, and then having it like deflated from you a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely tough, you know, coming from someone who never had a serious injury before, and then I come to college. Then my first year, I have a major injury. Uh, it, was, it was pretty tough, but you know, I had people around me that supported me and and loved me with, from teammates to coaches and family. So we was asking, I was asking, well, how was that freshman season, man? Like, once the injury hit and you was a little, you said you had family and a good support system. 
Yeah, I think that's a, that's a question too because a lot of times guys get hurt and it's like out of sight, out of mind for fans and, and even reporters right. like me. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like? Because because you're you spend more time in the training room, obviously not practicing anymore. Do you feel like you're getting left behind, or um, do you still have coaches and teammates that you're interacting with every day, stuff like that? I mean, I still have coaches and teammates that I interact with every day. But like I said, that import system is really important. You know, some guys, some guys may not have that, and it can discourage them, make them feel like you know they're not wanted as much anymore. But I had coaches and teammates that, like, even if I, if I walked in with my head down, because they know I'm mm-hmm. a competitor and I, I want to compete, I want to I want to be able to compete. So when that was taken from me, you know, a lot of days it was rough for me just coming in from facility not being able to put on those cleats and go out there with my brothers. Mm-hmm. So my, my support system was pretty strong. And I think that's what kept me, that's what kept me afloat, kept me uh, focused. Did being away from the game help you appreciate it a little bit more? Yeah, definitely. Like after that, I, I never took it for granted again, you know, having those experiences, it definitely is an eye opener because the game can be taken from you at any second. So mm-hmm. me being able to go through that, it helped me understand that at a different level. Malik, what was the transition like? You had uh, Jim McElwain for, for – was it one season or two? Two. Well, actually, no, no, I'm sorry, one season. Okay. So what was that, that transition like? You have a, a great, you know, freshman year, and then, you know, obviously, you know, besides the injury, you, you also have a head coach change. What was that experience like for you? Um, you know, because, you know, when you were in high school, you obviously have had the same coach for, you know, all four years. What was that transition like during a coaching change and style of offense change and everything else? Uh, it was a big change. You know, you build relationship with coaches and staff members. So when stuff when, you never know when something like that is going to happen, you know. So when that happened, it's definitely challenging. You got to uh, learn another coach new and get to know him and build a relationship with him from the coaches to the strength and conditioning coaches. So I'll say it's definitely – anytime something like that happens, it's definitely uh, challenging. But like like I said, you know, th- this is the business that we're in. I, I like to ask, like, awkward questions sometimes. <laughs> what the hell happened when Lemon quit after that Kentucky game? Like, what the hell happened in the locker room? Uh – that was bizarre, and I think no, we nobody really like what happened. And that was early in Mullen's tenure. Yeah, uh, I can't really say. I, I honestly can't even say what really happened. I just know um, a few. It was just a few back and forth, and you know, he was. I don't. I can't. I can't really. I don't even want to say. I don't even want to make up something and tell you something that's not right. accurate. You know. Right. 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 If, if it's if it's too tricky, I don't want you to like leak out no no bad locker room stuff. I was just curious of like how that. I know early in ten years the buy in is important, and you had a, a change from from um, McElwain to Mullen. What was the buy in process? Because uh, some of the players got to deal with that now that that Mullen's gone. So what was that buy in process like? Uh, it was it was different. Like it was challenging. You know, you you're learning one thing from a whole staff, and then a new staff come in. Like, no, we're gonna do it this way. So. I think that uh, it's definitely challenging, especially if you have, if you feel like you had a great relationship with the last staff. You know, some players may feel like like they didn't want their coach to get fired or they wish that didn't happen. 
But since, like I say, this is what we, this is the business that we're in. Sometimes things like this happen and you, like, you just got to buy in. You just got to uh, put your right foot forward. Uh, Mal oh, Nick, you're on mute. The, the transfer portal wasn't even really a thing for you at the time, Malik, like when that happened. And I think it's tougher for, you know, for a guy, especially like you, you're just a freshman, going to be a redshirt freshman um, because of the injury. And it's kind of like, man, I didn't sign for four years of this new guy, um, you know, versus a senior who's just like, hey, I'm gonna, I got one more year to show up, kind of something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how many different running backs coaches did you have during your time? You had Skip, Cider, uh, and then Coach Knox. So that's, I was on my third running back coach. Okay. I remember talking to Andre DeBose. He did five years and had five different wide receivers coaches. And I'm like, that's probably not great. Yeah, that's murderous. Probably not yeah. great for your development there. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like sometimes it could, like you said, it could definitely mess with your development. Um, and you build a relationship with coaches. And we're all sure. humans. So we're, we're yeah. not robots. You know, we mm -hmm. build a relationship with coaches and, you know, we some players feel some type of way when a coach get fired, and sometimes it's hard to just swallow that pill and understand that you just got to move on. Mm -hmm. Now, did you grow up a Bucks fan? Yep, yep, Bucks fan. Yeah, so you're a lifelong Tom Brady fan now, like all the other Bucks fans that Daniel and I, who are <laughs> I actually, I, I, I wasn't a Brady fan until he came to the Bucks. Same. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still not. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Dan, you're I a Dolphins fan. I am a Dolphins fan. I know that's why it's it's hard. I'm I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, Nick, because I'm a Dolphins fan. I want the Bucks to be successful because I live here, so I can go to the parades. Um, but also growing up, not liking Tom Brady, but then he came to the Bucks, and all of a sudden he has a personality. You're like, hey, maybe this guy isn't that bad. No, he's terrible. Stop that, Dan. Our entire life, Tom Brady has terrorized our our football franchise. Yeah, my yeah. whole life. Oh, wow. Malik, what's your plans for the uh, draft, man, or that, that weekend? Um, I know it's it's, it's a, you, you don't know if you're gonna get drafted, but are you planning on doing anything with the fam? Yeah, I'll just okay? I'll just be chilling with the fam at the house. That's it. I won't be doing nothing crazy. Just chilling with the fam. What do you think? Um, I don't know if you put a lot of thought into it yet, but what do you think that moment will be like? Um, sitting on the couch with 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 your people, the guy, the people that have supported you. Um, this whole process and, and that phone rings and it's uh, a GM or coach or somebody and says, Hey, the, the work, the work you've put in is paying off. We're, we're about to call your name here. Uh, that moment, that moment would be surreal for me just because everything that I've been through, even off the field, besides football, just growing up. And um, like I said, I had, I've had a lot of friends growing up that wanted to play football and, mm -hmm it didn't happen for them or they, they may have made uh, a different, a, a different chose a different path and they wasn't able to uh, make it this far. So I think it'll definitely be a surreal moment, you know, for me and my family and the, the, the people supporting me because they know where I came from and how hard it was for, for me to get to this point. Oh, yeah. A small number of people even get to play D1 football. Uh, and then exactly. it's only a small number of people that, that get to play uh, on Sundays. So, right. Uh, you've already beat the odds to just even yeah. be here to get to yeah, get the opportunity. Exactly. And you beat exactly. the odds to be boring, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Do you talk to, to, do you talk to P Ryan or any other, uh, the guys you oh. have relationships with that are in the pros right now? 
yeah, P. Ryan, KT, um, Tyree, Van. Like I'm, I've I've always been tight knit with my teammates and and those guys. Well, you know, we talk all the time. You know, I'm I'm pretty much close with all of those guys, and I'm not even just saying that because we don't like. If you ask them, like those are my brothers. You feel me? I'm more how, how 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 much of seeing those guys be successful? How motivational uh, is is that for you? It's very motivational. These guys that I that I work with, I strap up with every day, and then seeing them at that level and seeing the success that they have, you know, it motivates me and lets you know like it could be done. You know, you just got to work. It could be done. Malik, we're we're like three weeks away or so from from the NFL draft. What are you going to be spending your time doing over the next you know few weeks? Are you still going to be training? Or are you going to still be out in California? You going to head back out there, or, or what do the next couple of weeks look like for you? I think I'll just be home in Florida training. You know, I'll train here in Florida and just uh, try to prepare myself and try to become the best football player that I can be while I wait. Do you have any uh, workouts set up with with any teams coming up? Yeah, I got I got a few teams, a, a lot of teams that I'm supposed to uh, schedule a visit with. I'll know I probably know within the next couple of days the schedule and who and where I'm going. And you you got an agent to handle that now. You know, you yeah, tells yeah. You, hey, <laughs> yeah. Book, book exactly. the flight. We're going. We're going to be here, or, or the car's picking you up this time. That's nice to have someone kind of handle that that off yeah. the field stuff. That's um, you think that's kind of been is that one of the biggest changes for for you uh, in terms of going from being, you know, an amateur athlete, quote unquote, because I, I, I think college football players bringing in enough money shouldn't be called an amateur. Um, but then not having to worry about class, not having to worry about, you know, waking up and going to study hall. It's just like, hey, I wake up and all I'm doing today is to get myself ready for my job, which is going to be football. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's- it's definitely different now. You know, it's no more school. You know, you could just focus on your craft all all day, every day. And I think now you could definitely see 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 what you're capable of and push yourself to a different limit than you were before than I than you could before. You know, because before you gotta come home, you gotta study, you got you got exam, and now you come home and you gotta get ready. You you're basically you're you're at work. So now you just gotta yeah. get prepared for the next day every day. So it's definitely a blessing and a great feeling. What's your hobbies, man? I know the KT and all them, we got we've seen rappers, we've seen a lot of lot, lot of stuff, man. Hunting hogs. What's your what's your off season downtime hobbies, man? My downtime is just spending time with my family, man. I'm a I'm a family man for sure. So anytime right. I get time off, I'm probably at Granddad's house chopping it up with him. I I'm at that. grandma's house chopping it up with her, you know. We're that's what I like to do on my downtime. And Malik, who are you training with when you're back here in Tampa? Uh, I'll be training with Yo Murphy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah Dan, are, Dan's you, trying to get back into uh, get get back into his playing shape. Well, I didn't want to be <laughs> I, I didn't want to be awkward, Nick. But uh, Malik and I used to work out at the same gym when Malik was in high school. We didn't work out together because Malik is. I don't Stronger, know, probably a second faster. and a half faster on the 40 than I am. Um, but, but no, I remember uh, meeting you right before you went to, to UF back with, uh, with Yo and Redell and the rest of those guys at the performance. Yeah, yeah I'll be but, back there. Awesome, man. Um, I had a couple, a couple of questions, Malik, just about um, opponents at Florida. Who was, what was um, maybe like the worst 
the worst fan base in, to play in front of? Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to answer that. You gonna, you gonna okay. have these people? You gonna you gonna get these I, people I, you tweet, need them tweeting at me all yeah. night? Nah, no, man, we got you, bro. You seen Gator Twitter, man? We got, yeah. we got you, dog. Like, you need some, some reinforcement. I always, just, I always just um, so some of the, some of the school, all the other SEC schools let us down. Like, when we're at the game, let us go down, um, onto the field, and then we'd walk like behind the bench, and just some of the stuff that comes from like the student section is wild. Yeah, wild. And I'm like, and I yeah. turn around, and I'm like. If you came on this field talking like that, like it wouldn't go well for you, buddy. Right. Like these, these yeah. are these are not, you know, the kids sitting next to you in 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 college algebra. These are these are grown <laughs> grown ass men here yeah, no in, in pads. But speaking right. of that, who had the best hands on the team, Malik? <laughs> the best hands. Yeah, uh, you talk. What are we talking about? We talking about football. We talking about NFL. Oh no, we're not. Catch, we're not catching any footballs in this in this discussion. Are you talking about? Oh, I, I, I he asked everybody myself. this. I'm, I'm going myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that one. Let me say, I, I got the best hands on the team, bro. I like, but anybody on the football team said they got the best hands. That takes some, you know. what I'm saying. Um, I mean that that locker room. They could. I've seen Zach at work. I seen Zach footage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I taught I taught Zach everything he knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Different weight class, all right. How uh, how often are how often does that stuff get tested in the locker room? I mean, you know, it, it's, it's emotional. It, sometimes, you know, something happened at practice. You get in the locker room, you, you was talking crazy. So now, nah, you know, you got to back it up. You know, it, yep. and it's all love. It's all love. It's not like we're. We're trying to do something, you know. We're teammates at the end of the day, for so sure. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock out and we're gonna shake hands afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that you know fans might get lost on. Like, what do you mean they're fighting? It's like, listen, dude, they're these <laughs> 19, a lot, a lot 20, 21 year old guys. Like, right. they're, 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 there's it's you, you throw little hands and they get squashed and you're good to go. See you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah sometimes you do a whole camp and no fight, fight, man. You got a good fight. team for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, brothers fight all the time. Right. I mean, you listen. You got 15, 15 spring practices out in the heat. Uh, someone, someone's going to say something ignorant at one, at one of these practices that they have to answer for after. All right, we got to put Malik yeah, down yeah. in uh, best hands on the team. Uh, we keeping we keeping a, a, a running log of who mm-hmm. had the best hands on the team, and we'll, we'll go ahead and add you into that bunch, bro. All right, bet. That, that's- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, Nick Silk, you got any more questions? Good. Nah, that's it, man. Just good luck, man. Take in all the yeah. moments. Enjoy the journey. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, all of it, man. Uh, you blessed to be here. Just keep doing great things, my dude. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, best Absolutely. of luck, Malik, and we appreciate you coming on, man. All right, thank you. No problem. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thanks, Malik. Best of luck with everything. All right, Malik Davis. You hadn't asked your question in a while. I can't wait to see what uh, our guests next week say. Who's got the best hands in the UAA? Mm. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Mr. Foley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. That'll be yeah. a, be a good last question, Silk. Or you know, what? that'll be a good first question. Hey, Where's Mr. Foley, we appreciate your he time. Had to throw it, he had to put in like. <laughs> Who oh, had the, swole, the, the swollest eye that ever came to your office, uh, Mr. Foley? <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, Malik Davis, um, former Florida Gator running back, appreciate his time uh, joining us today. Um, so, Nick. Um, well-spoken we, kids around here, man. A lot of well-spoken kids. Um, took them a little while, but we, we warmed them up a little bit. Um, right. Any Anything else on, on pro day before we get into um, spring practice and, and whatever else is going on in Gator Nation? We, we need um, to get lasers, man. Uh, we can't have our team, our boys out here just running random forties by random reporters with clocks in their hands, bro. Yeah, but see, so that's what gets that's what gets on Twitter, and which is why I wasn't really. I mean, I, in my younger years, I felt, <clears throat> you know, ambitious. as a reporter, you gotta I, give you people a time. If people running, Nick, you need a time. <laughs> Somebody right, got to buy the time. How, how qualified am I on my stopwatch from thirty? And I might we we can't even stand close. Right. How, how qualified am I? And if and then if I talk to <clears throat> um, the Jaguars guy that's there today, he might have a time. And if I talk to the Bills guy, he's got a different time. So I would trust the Bills guy. I'm a player. The I'm just, I time there's, myself. I'm just saying, if there's 32 NFL teams there, there's probably 32 official times. You time yourself, Every- and you walk around uh, comparing it to all the reporters' times. Like, what y'all got? What y'all boys got? So, so got. Nick, what you have to do is you have to walk up and say, "Hey, I clocked a four seven one. What did you clock? Right. Just just for my reporting, right? And then they'll be like, "Oh, I got a four six two. There's an official like, time. So that's that's some advice for next year. Go in pretending like you know what you're talking about and then get the official. That's quite the acting job. Yeah, the thing well, about it is, Nick, you could have just tweeted a time and helped these boys out. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Carter ran a 4-4-4 today. Unbelievably right. fast. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. What a guy. This flies yeah, that board, gets retweeted and everything else. Nick, you, you just gotta you just gotta pump the tires of these guys some more. A little bit more propaganda coming from you. Right, uh, your part. I will take notes. Yeah, I mean, or just like talk to the players before. Hey, if I pump your time or pump your time down by, you know, a tenth of a second, and we increase your draft stock, let me just get five percent. No, just come on the show real quick. Oh yeah, or that too. <clears throat> Wait, we just took money. I was just going to get money straight to my pocket, and now now he's just a guest? Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah, tax yeah. implications yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else. Say I have some integrity in your journalism, Nick. That's a good Snoke, point. Snoke just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And Dan's like, ah, oh, see, tax reasons. Uncle yeah, Sam yeah, yeah. would have been in that pocket anyway. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, you would have had a report. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it, there's a lot of uh, – Yeah, ethics, you know, man. Yeah, a lot of ethics. So What? Uh, but but overall, um, you know, again, we don't know official times. These are unofficial times. Uh, and again, you can take them with a grain of salt. Um, you know, these aren't aren't uh, official by any stretch. And, um, you know, they could also be looking, you know, for different things in the way that they run and everything else, too. So there's a lot more that goes into it than than what gets reported. But, um, you know, another Gator Day in the books. Um, you know, Nick, you, you mentioned on it before a, a Monday. Um, the coaches clinic just wrapped up. Um uh, did any of those guys hold over? Obviously, I know that Matt Rule, you know, was down in was it Miami, um, but did any of the the guys from the coaching clinic stick around? Um, not that I noticed today. Yeah. Um, you know, really, when when I get there, I'm looking at the guys, and then if I know any of the, the scouts, um, talking to them, <laughs> um, talking to them. So I didn't notice any of the coaches um, staying over uh, past past the weekend because I think they wrapped up. Um, they wrapped up Saturday, so they probably got out of town, you know, Sunday. All right. Um, but yeah, Monday, um, on the SEC network, didn't seem to have a lot of fanfare. Uh, a couple of former, former Gators were there. I know Chris Doring was there. Um, who else was, was live reporting? 
um, from the event, Nick? Mm. Um, uh, in terms of like local media, uh, Chris Doring, Shane Matthews, and Jeff Cardozo are reporting live yeah. on SEC Network Plus. So, um, don't know if it will be reshown um, on SEC Network Plus. I feel like their content is probably a little bit limited this time of year, so maybe you'll see it. But uh, overall, um, a pro day happened, and. Lackluster pro day, man. We need laser and we need uh, our strength and conditioning coach to get these guys stronger, man. I don't think you want laser because that's going to give you a slower time than a hand time. No, well, but if you... okay. See, see, Nick, <laughs> we, we, we complained about the times and you said, I don't know if I would believe these. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm also saying they, you so don't want. Be, I'm also worse, saying. I thought you were saying they, for, could be, they could be better. You saying he's talking out of both sides of his mouth again. So no, 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 no. Laser times <laughs> will get you a more accurate time, which is generally slower than a, a hand time. Which is why see? they, which is why they use laser at like the combine. But I'm telling you that every scout there comes with a stopwatch, and they wouldn't care about what Florida's laser time was because they didn't set that up. So they trust well, their thumb because they've been doing it. I need it for my state because right now I'm confused, Nick. Nick, just bring your own laser equipment next year. Just set I, it up. Just say, right. don't mind me. Just right. step on this button. and I'm going to put that on the company line. credit card. I'll get there early. And I what will is, what is that run? laser. Zach ran at 48. But what does that run at the uh, NFL combine? I think the time looked pretty close. I think it's what he ran. Um, he ran a 499 at the combine, so yeah. he ran a 5.06 today and a 499 at the combine. That, that's what he is. He's 49, he's 5'6, 506. Yeah, so I think that shit might be close. Well, they well, they were benching 250 before uh running, which probably taxed them. All this is alleged, yeah, alleged. Nick, just get the timer, get the laser, put on the company card. Wait, ask, wait. You know, beg for forgiveness wait. after. Don't ask for permission. It's much easier mm. to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah, I mean, Shannon Terry, I mean, this would barely hit the bottom line. You know, what's what's 400 bucks to a 100 millionaire, you know? I was going to put it on the Stadium and Gale card. Oh, you don't have access to that. So <laughs> okay. uh, with, with all that Good. being said, let's give a shout out to... Disable right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's give a shout out to our friends over at Game Time Sidekicks. Go visit them. Best vacuum sealed cups in the game. Over 300 schools. Um, a lot of University of Florida products on there as well. Really great products. Um, set by the pool for a bit on, uh, on Sunday. Um, still ice in my cup about nine hours later uh, after I brought it up. So uh, great products. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that totally different. No, well, I heard I'll have to re-listen. Uh, yeah, icing my cup. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't icing my cup. Uh, no need to do that if you have an insulated cup that can keep your ice right, nice right, and cool. Right, right. Um, so visit Game Time Sidekicks. Use promo code Stadium for ten percent off of your order. If you've not checked them out, highly encourage you to do so. Uh, Nick, on the uh, the football uh, in the football world, still want to talk to you about practice. Um, you've been at practice. Um, you guys have been able to seemingly see uh, quite a bit, um, at least from uh, from a video perspective and everything else uh, that you've been posting. So uh, talk to us a little bit about the last week of practice and kind of what you're seeing and any general uh, views that you might have. Yeah, it um, is funny. So I, uh, I wrote a story about Jack Miller um, and then somebody pulled up what I said about Anthony Richardson. Um, and my story about Jack Miller was basically like, Florida thought they would need 
uh, quarterback depth, which they did because Anthony, uh, sorry, uh, Emory Jones officially hits the transfer portal. Um, and his coaches and his teammates like him, think he's a good guy and a, and a good player. And they're like, weren't you the guy that said Anthony Richardson's way better? And I'm like, yeah, I think he is. Um, so so I, don't, I don't know where you got that from the story. Um, but I think um, – <laughs> I think I think Jack Miller is a good quarterback, and he's getting better. I keep hearing good things about him. I don't think he's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, I think that's going to be Anthony Richardson. Um, and, and and I wonder if I think I, I still think the two retro freshmen are way far behind. I wonder if one of them won't transfer um, at the end of spring, and then you know you, I, I don't like when you have to end up taking two quarterbacks in a class. Like you, you we dealt with that. I think a couple t- a couple classes you know with Muschamp um with Brissett and Driscoll and then dealt again with um Felipe and Kyle and it's mm-hmm. like listen this isn't wide receiver you can't put three of them on the ball at one uh, three of them on the field at one time there's only one ball for for a quarterback to throw and, and then you get into a situation where well then they're going to transfer and then you've got to take two again yeah um so we've been I, in that I, perpetual cycle since right Cam Newton and John Brantley right? yeah yeah and you, you go, go back all the way back camp. Wrong kid transferred, Dan. Wrong kid transferred. Should have just got him a laptop. Um, yeah. No, I mean, but but I mean, if you do think about, you know, how the dominoes have fallen, you know, have fallen since then, right? You've had to necessarily take two quarterbacks in a class, I think four four times, right? Since since that being the first yeah. one, um, because you you you're inevitably going to have somebody that wants playing time or is going to transfer and you're going to need that depth, right? Because Florida has four quarterbacks right now on their roster and Emory Jones is with one coming, right? With one coming and Emory Jones isn't at practice anymore. Right. I know that's a dumb question. No, no, no. Okay. So you have, um, you have four quarterbacks, you have a, a fifth one that's going to be joining, but the way that they're staggered has a lot of congestion there right at the middle. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson has two more years to play. Um, Jack Miller has two or three more years to play. You have Kitna and Del Rio that will have four years to play. And then you're going to have Brown, Max Brown joining, and he's going to have four years to play, right? So you ultimately have a lot of congestion that at some point somebody's going to say, hey, there's an opportunity for me. Maybe it's not as good of a school as Florida, but they're going to go to at least get that opportunity. Yeah, and – and it's how do you break out of that cycle, you know, um, because if you're taking two and a guy's leaving, well, hey, now we're below the four that we want again. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to kind of keep doing it again. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I think Emery, um, I never thought and I don't think I ever said, you know, maybe he'll change his mind or, or thought that he was changing his mind. I think he made the best decision for Emery Jones. Um, he's been at Florida taking classes at the University of Florida, a top five public institution in the country for like nine semesters, you know, you're one semester away from graduating. Like, are you going to go and get not to down Arizona state, but get a degree from Arizona state, a piece of paper from Arizona state after taking two classes there instead of getting one from Florida. Um, To me, it didn't make sense when he entered or when he told Pete Thamel that he was entering the transfer portal in December. I'm like, bro, you're very close to getting a degree. Just get that degree. Right. uh, You'll be fine. So uh, I think it was, it was, Unexpected just because he had been out there for the first two practices and then mm-hmm. does it before the third. Um, but the news itself wasn't unexpected. Um, 
Why why do you why do you think he was out at practice? Was it just to get in there to say, hey, I was at practice, stay on scholarship? I mean, I what do you I, I, I'm not questioning be, his motives or anything. I'm just kind of no, curious. No, no, it would be conjecture for me, but I think it's probably you're probably thinking like I want to make sure I don't get my scholarship pulled. Like I want mm-hmm. to, uh, I I've done everything that's been asked of me and it's a new coaching staff that maybe thinks they don't owe me anything. And if I say, Hey, I'm going to transfer. And they're like, all right, cool. Well, you figure out how to pay for those spring classes. And you're like, yeah, I, I haven't had to. And, I mean, and that's, I don't know that Billy Napier would have done that. Um, but you know, Emory Jones as a 21 year old guy doesn't know Billy Napier from, you know, Jimmy Napier and he doesn't know mm. what he, how he would handle if he came to him and said, Hey, I'm leaving. So um, I think it was just a show of good faith. Like, Hey, listen, I'll give it a shot. I'll come out and try it. And, and maybe you like me better than Anthony and you tell me, and I'm going to, and it looks like I'm going to start and, and the reps start shaking out that way. And I'm like, all right, I can come back and start. I don't even know if Emery would want to come back to start at Florida. No. I think he's just kind of done with, with, with Florida, um, which is fine. But uh, I think Anthony Richardson has been looking good, getting better. The issue with him, obviously, early on was just rusty. Um, mm-hmm. You're laid up with, and he was not in like a not in like those knee braces that let you bend. He's in a, a knee brace where he's walking and like having to swing his leg around when he's walking, mm-hmm. um, just completely immobilized. So, um, have you noticed all the quarterbacks don't have knee braces anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's something that Dan Mullen's staff, and I think even. Um, I think McElwain even McElwain stuff. too. Mm-hmm. McElwain before they made every offensive lineman has to wear them, and those things those things are ten, they cost tens of thousands of dollars. They're mm-hmm. fitted to to the individual. Um, Dan Mullen made everyone wear them um, on both legs too. Sometimes, yeah. And um, I think McElwain did as well. I, I don't see the quarterbacks wearing them now, and and maybe that'll change. Um, in the, in the fall. Cause right now the quarterbacks aren't live, but, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's not weird. Maybe we're just conditioned to seeing it. So, cause the last two coaching staffs made, made the quarterbacks wear them. Right. Uh, how, how I would like to know how beneficial wearing those things are mm-hmm. to not using them just out of curiosity. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Right. Um, no, we'd have to get like a, a doctor or a, a PT on yeah. it, probably. I'm not looking to that. Because I mean, you you can still. That's something yeah, I noticed watching just, the videos of like practice. You still see guys tear their ACL or MCL with with a brace on. Yeah. Um, so but like, what's like, the what's the percentage of preventative care that that would provide? That's right. P's right there. Yeah. Pushing P. Pushing I just P. I just did a perfunctory glance at the internet, and it doesn't seem. Like court that, that quarterback. That's right. Stuck with the P theme. Doesn't seem like the quarterbacks of Louisiana Lafayette were, were practicing with knee braces either. So, it's it's obviously a fundamental um, you know reasoning behind that with with your medical team and your medical staff. Uh, but definitely interesting. How's Anthony Richardson you know throwing the ball? I know you said that he's he's slinging it pretty well, a little rusty. But you know a lot of people I know trust his legs and his ability to to make plays. But but how's he throwing the ball in those you know short and intermediate passes where we you know, didn't have as much success last year. Yeah. I think that's still kind of been a mixed bag uh, in terms of accuracy. And, and um, I think that is something he, he will need to continue developing. If you look at him, I think that's probably the biggest area where he needs to develop those short intermediate passes. Um, 
you know, he's got a big arm. He can throw it, you know, throw it 65, 70 yards, no problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But how many times are you going to be doing that? And, uh, you know, are are, are you going to just be a running back that's taking the, that's taking the hike? You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think that's what he wants to be. I think he's better than that. So it'll be interesting. I think his, his, his passes, you know, there's been days where he's been really good. There's been days, and, and we're, I'm talking about the 15 minutes that I'm seeing, um, throwing passes on air. Um, he, he's been good. I, I think he, that's your guy. But to me, it'll be interesting to see. There's other there's other positions that are interesting. I look at the wide receiver room, and I think, how much is he going to be asked to throw to these guys? Um, you look at the tight ends. Jonathan Odom is getting uh, surgery Ooh. on his labrum. Um, Nick Elksness broke his scapula. Nasty um, stuff Gage, in that room, man. Gage Wilcox hasn't been at practice in a week. Um, so you're looking at Noah Keeter, Keon Zipperer. Noah Keeter's a walk-on. Uh, uh, Zipperer. And uh, they just moved Dante Zanders, Lang. Dante Lang Zanders back from defensive end. So, you know, that's good when one coach staff no, tells not you to move to defensive line. And then another no, coach gets coached at all. Hey, right. we need you to jump back over there. It's, uh, you know, always a success story. Uh, a lot of NFL <laughs> players have been asked to hop back and forth from offense to defense. Uh, so I look at the wide receiver room, which I think He's baby Clay is, is, I think the wide receiver room, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen a slower wide receiver room at Florida. Um, like I think Justin Shorter can be a really good, um, a really good receiver. I think Marcus Burke has a lot of potential. There's Dejon Reynolds. There's some guys that we just haven't seen a lot of, but then when I watch them, you know, and again, it's a short period, I'm just like, this is, this is not a, a, a wide receiver room up to Florida standards, uh, at least from what I've seen. Um, so I'd look at that and then look at Louisiana's offenses from, from Billy Napier's tenure. And I'm like, including the quarterback, they had four guys carry the ball at least a hundred times. And I'm looking, I'm thinking, this might be a sixty percent run team next year. Yeah, including I mean, between the running backs and Anthony Richardson being mm-hmm. a run threat. Yeah, it could it could very very well be the case, and I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, we thought Billy guys uh, Billy Gonzalez was doing a good job uh, recruiting receivers because on the stars on 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 that case on that front he he were he was he was bringing in several four stars every class mm-hmm. uh it's just like guys like xavier henderson he was looked at as a speedster track kid like how all of a sudden he just slow now like the development we missed something in development with with uh that last regime it's never gonna be perfect every regime especially if somebody gets fired somebody missed something somewhere so i don't want to like nick pick on it but um I think our lack of speed isn't just in a recruiting yeah. thing. I think it's developmental as well. Um, and in training, those guys just aren't, aren't up to the speed and, and training like they're supposed to. Yeah, no, Soak, I think you make a great point. And, and obviously, I'm not there. Nick is, is probably, you know, the, the best judge of that. But it does seem like a lot of our speedsters aren't the same speedsters that they used to be. And obviously, the college game is faster than high school. But it just seems like a lot of those guys that were – you know, track guys and where the the speedy, shiftier guys just don't seem to be that way. Um, you know, we can blame development and, and maybe they were just very good at the high school level and maybe just not as good, you know, at the college level. But it does seem like Florida's probably at the wide receiver and tight end position, the lightest that not not lightest in 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 size, but lightest in in skill and speed that, that we've had at Florida since, you know, maybe a decade. 
or so. It, it's it's got to be a huge receipt. You're lucky because this is a they big as hell. Like they, yeah, they're, they're huge. huge but they're big, 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 big. big, big, big they got some like some like straight distance, long speed, but they'll be blocking you know, a lot. You, so very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've it's so funny. Um, I tweeted something. I was like, man, these tight ends work on blocking a lot. A lot, and I'm like, I don't know if this is like the offense that's going to produce like the next Kyle Pitts, the way that these guys are working. No, nah, no, not mm-hmm. at all. Like the tight um, ends, uh, tight ends are pretty much linemen in this offense, like mm-hmm. big athletic linemen. That uh, of course they could catch something if in need being designed. They, stuff they get thrown action. a bone every once in a while. Yeah, like, hey, man, thank you for blocking yeah. for those first three quarters. Uh, try to keep here, them honest. Here's your one. Here's your one pass. Don't drop yeah. it. But yeah, I'm with you on that. So I'm interested to, to, to follow even tight end recruiting uh, going forward. Well, they, well it's they a good. Want- I was gonna say it's a good year for wide receivers. Like the the depth at wide receiver in this state recruiting wise, yeah, insane, especially it, with speed. Stupid. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I I know they're already telling um tight ends in this class because they have three coming in. They weren't gonna take a tight end in the 23 class, and I think after five practices and then a couple of the injuries, they they have already started telling some of the tight ends in the 23 class, like, yo, we are looking. We yeah. are actively shopping. We are down We're, we're, we're looking ends. for an entire room. Yeah. May take four of you. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a good year for wide receiver recruiting. I think Florida probably needs to focus and try to get a big class uh, at wide receiver. But not – talking down on too much. I mean, the running backs, you've got a ton of talent. Um, Mm -hmm. Seeing Montrell Johnson in person, like you look at it on paper and he's, I think he's listed at like five ten or maybe six foot, like two, two, whatever. And you're like, okay, that that's kind of like what, uh, what guys are are like listed at. And then you see him and you're like, no, that's, that's legit. He's just a big dude. Um, Lorenzo Lingard still trying to like get his cover on like men's fitness. Um, He looks fantastic. How, how I see I see him getting a lot of the number one like mm-hmm. I know I know all this is fluid right but I see him yeah. getting a lot of like uh, just uh, opportunities. How's he looking out there? So the, the, what I was told um, by staff was that yes, the coaching staff watched um, film, so they know what the players are. But okay. you had a blank slate in terms of how stuff was going to start getting divvied at spring, and that was going to be from your buy-in in the phase one and then the phase two. And if you know anything about Lorenzo Lingard, the dude just loves working out. So phase one and phase two were just working out. He's, he's impressed the hell out of the coaching staff even before they put pads on. Um, and then I think when you look at his his attributes, like he, he's fast, he's big. Um, he's a guy that instantly they put ahead of even Montreal Johnson. And that's something that we talked about in the podcast. I thought Montreal coming in, having rushed – 12 touchdowns, 800 yards with this staff last year, that he would be a guy that would be number one right away. But I think Lingard um, has been getting a lot of those first carries that, you know, that were there first in you, line. Nick, sorry to interrupt. Do you think maybe that's because they, they know what they're getting in Johnson, right? So like it, that could be, yeah, it's an he's also young. He's also yeah. really young though. And, and, and he did that against Sunbelt talent. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what are you going to do when the linebacker at LSU is as fast as you? You know, yeah. you might have been faster at 205 pounds than every linebacker in the Sun Belt, but you might have you might find a find a defensive yeah. end that's going to chase you down in the SEC. Johnson's advantage would have been knowing the knowing the offense, but he's not physically more physically talented than mm-hmm. than Bowman yes. and Lingard. I agree. Yeah. No, I was just I was just curious. I mean, you know, 
I, I don't, I don't know. Obviously I'm not there. I also don't know their, their philosophy on, Hey, let's right. see who we have. Right. If we yeah. already know we have this talent, we have a known commodity. Let's find right. out. Gotcha. Right. Um, I, no, I think, I Lincoln think it's is the oldest still, in the room as well. Lingard's the oldest in the room. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think DeMarcus is, at least from what I heard, still kind of going through the same growing pains that, that probably kept him off the field last year. I don't know if that'll, that'll continue. Cause he's not blocking and reading um, yeah, plays or... blocking and, and, and I think maybe even just a little bit buying in and, and, and doing everything right in terms of film study and, and all of those things. So, um, and that just comes with maturity. Like at some point that's going to click or, or, or maybe it doesn't, you know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it didn't click for me. I just stopped playing sports. Um, and, yeah, uh, but, he's but like he's talented. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't the only thing that didn't right, click right, for right, me. Right, right. That was it. That was just the one yeah. thing. It was just really the one thing that, that derailed my, my professional career. Nick, stay focused, huh? Nick didn't telegraph <laughs> a, uh, a fly ball. And, Five star kids. Go pull it together. Seven um, stars. Offensive line, um, I, I think that's a, an area that a lot of people are very excited about for the first time, and I, I think a long time. Um, speaking of which, shot Fred Johnson just signed with the uh, the Bucks the other day. But um, how's the offensive line looking? Five six think, fine. It's Royal Palm Beach, baby. We out yeah. here. Yeah, I think I think I think I'm I'm op- optimistically cautiously optimistic about the mm-hmm. offensive line because I think. I really like the I really like having two coaches, and I think Darnell Stapleton is. I think Rob Sale might be a really good technician, and will have the respect. But like Darnell, you get instant credibility. Like, hey, yeah, I played on a, I played for a Super Bowl. I have a Super Bowl ring, uh, and I wasn't doing it that long ago. Right, uh, super relatable you, guy. Yeah, I think that gives I do you like. I'll finish up, Nick. I think that gives you instant credibility, and and really. It, I, I joked, I was like, they have like community college numbers because you've got two coaches. Each coach has a graduate assistant. Right. That's what I'm got an offensive to. analyst. I'm like, this isn't like, you know, Dan at a freshman UF class in an auditorium with one professor, a TA, and 500 kids. This is like, you've got one on one attention. So I, I like right. just the sheer numbers they have, the way that they'll be able to develop these guys. Um, and, and I initially they, thought that possibly that they would be operating in like two different groups, but they all like operate together. And and like, they all operate together and they kind of like mix and match too. Like if Stapleton's got right. the left side of the line one day, he might have the right side the next. He might mm. have tackles one day. So it's kind of right. just uh, the whole community is raising the offensive line. Yeah, it's dope. I think they do the same with the defensive line as well, right? Uh, just watching those guys kind of gather on some film, I thought I'd seen sim- similar, similar type situations. It's a little bit different because, like, Mike P takes – and I don't know if you consider, you know, like, Brenton Cox a defensive lineman. You know, it's an outside linebacker in, in essentially a 34 defense. So It just depends on defense or so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the offensive line, I think – I feel good about it. And I, and I forgot, you know, I was mentioning playing Josh Brown at right tackle. I forgot Michael Tarquin, who was really the, mm-hmm. the, the first tackle to come off, you know, come off and play last year. So I think Tarquin's a guy um, right now. Braun hasn't even played right tackle. I think he could, um, but it'll be interesting to see how how those guards shake up because I think Torrance will will win a guard spot, and I think Ethan White's going to win a guard spot, and then you got Kingsley and Richard Garage at left tackle. I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Where, where's where's Torrance? Yeah, uh, right guard, right guard. Okay. I think I think we about to lean on some shit, Nick. Hmm. Real talk. Um, Just press on them. Yeah, yeah, we got some big guys that could that, and I think we got the right philosophy. It's just run, running, run game, blocking, all that. So it's just a mentality that comes from the top. Mm. Um, 
Dan Mullen, that last regime was was, was real finesse football. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys are gonna come in with a different mentality. And I think we're gonna play very physical at the point of attack. I think we're gonna sit different offensive line. I think those guys are already talented, but I think the new uh mindset, new coaching, and, and the way this offense is set up, we're gonna we're gonna lay on some people. That these that's stay his, healthy. That's mm-hmm. his whole thing, is is and, and, and I wondered how fan and listen, if you win games, no one's gonna give give a shit. You know, you're winning games, you can you can run the wishbone and win a national championship and we'll, we'll support it. But I wonder if, if, you know, if things don't go well right away, are people going to be like, we're setting the offense back. Cause it's going to be a run heavy offense. You're going to mm-hmm. run a lot of inside zone and then run things off of that. Um, it's educated fan. Got to know that like, this ain't a, ain't, ain't the players. You just it's not going to be the Kyle the Trask. Yeah. It's not gonna be the Kyle Trask 400. Cause that, that stuff's personnel exciting. wise, but you got no personnel wise. Like yeah. the, the talent just isn't there wide receiver for us mm-hmm. to, to no. play football like that and win football games. Uh, these guys got to coach to the talent that we have on the field. And right now we don't think we had a wide receiver to take something off and be pitching it around a lot. No. Yeah, definitely right. gonna be a a different offense, and I think that could have probably been the case regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if Dan Mullen is still here, you, you still have the the same potential issues uh, that that Florida's dealing with right now. Uh, I want to quickly hit on the uh, the defensive side of the ball, Nick. What are you you noticing there? Um, I, I think the biggest thing for me was finding somebody on the other side um, to take the pressure off of Brenton. Um, you know, he comes back for this year and he led the team last year in sacks, tackles for loss. He's going to have a target on his back. Who who do you have other than than Javon Dexter um, to, to take pressure off him? I think Princely's a guy that I, I look at. Um, I think Boone's another player, obviously still young, was just a freshman last year, but a guy that certainly looks the part. Um, and, and I think they're coming along. And then uh, next to De- Dexter, I think Jalen Lee's been impressive to me. I think he might be a guy that I think can can step in and, and take that starting spot. I, I still think it's it's kind of it's kind of slim there right now, Silk though, like especially especially inside at tackle. Um like love Des Watson. Shout out to Spence and, and uh and his jerky. Um but like at everyone keeps saying he's really athletic for 415. It's like all right well how athletic would you be at, at 375? Would you be yeah. even more athletic? Would you be able to play more than 15 plays a game? Is he still and that heavy? He's that's he got heavier on, on the on this on the scheduled roster. He got uh, on the posted roster. He was at four hundred with Mullen. That's Billy nuts. came in and did his own thing, and now he's posted at four fifteen. Now he's probably losing weight. Jerky. Probably losing weight right now because they've got um, individualized meal plans and and um, things like that. And it's I mean it hasn't been that hot in Gainesville, but you're practicing you know three times a week. He's probably losing some weight right now. Um, but it, I think for him it's just keeping it off. Um, and, and it's really just investing in yourself. Like you, you can be great at 415, but could you be greater and healthier uh, and more productive at 370? Yeah, that's it. That, that is a very heavy weight. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think for me, defensive tackle is probably my most glaring thing uh, that, that I've noticed. And I, I would not be surprised to see them go after uh, a couple of transfers on the defensive tackle position. I think the floor is going to need that. Um, if anything, it's for, for depth. They don't have a lot of depth there. They don't have a lot of experience there. They don't, definitely don't have a lot of quality experience there. So uh, be interesting right. to see there. Are you seeing anything on the, the other cornerback, Nick, on uh, who might uh, be leading that uh, 
other yeah, side. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, Jaden Hill is getting uh, getting a lot of love, and he's still Very in good. a non contact jersey, um, but he's getting a lot of love. We said the uh, season rolled on him last year. And it did. Ways. Yeah, what I tell you? Man. Who rolled, rolled, rolled on him? Yeah, the, the, the season was riding on Jaden Hill's uh, success, is what uh, Dan yep. said. Mm. Well, I didn't make it to the season. Yeah, I know. That's it, why it yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Nick, no, you Nick, see. Nick's finally catching up to what you were saying. So, the welcome hamsters, to the, the hamsters welcome, turning. Welcome to the podcast. Right. Um, it, I'll be interested to see uh, what Jalen Kimber looks like. I haven't seen a ton of him yet. He's also in the non-contact jersey right now. Um, and then you've got Avery Helm. It's obviously Jason Marshall um, is going to lock down one side of the field. Um, and you're finding the other one. I think Jaden Hill is probably leading it right now. It might be in that order that I said. It might be um, Hill, Kimber, and and then Helm. You got you got Kimber in the slot. Mm. Anyway, anyway, Helm slides to 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 the nickel. Um, there's a couple guys that can play nickel, and, and they're gonna play six DBs at, at at some times. And and you're gonna have, um, I mean. Rashad Torrance can be at safety, and then you're gonna have Travis Johnson at nickel. Um, Dewan Black is is playing inside linebacker, but if you're going into a dime, can you leave him on the field and have him play a little bit of that? He's gotten a couple of interceptions in some eleven on eleven stuff. Um, obviously, still has has the hands there. Um, there's just a, there's a lot of guys, and we haven't seen enough. I'll be interested to talk to some people Tuesday night after because. Uh, Tuesday or is Thursday the scrimmage? Tuesday scrimmage. They scrimmage this week. Mm-hmm. Be interested to talk to people after the first scrimmage this week to kind of see where guys were fitting in. Um, and, and once you get into some situational stuff, how those pieces start fitting. Because like third and one is different than third and fifteen in, in terms of personnel. So just try to figure out what they're doing, you know, in the nickel. Because I, I don't know if I would put. I don't know if I. I don't know that I've seen Kimber. Um, in nickel, you know, when, when we've seen the, the limited seven on seven and eleven on eleven stuff that we've seen, all three of those guys. What, what is Devin? What's up with Devin Moore? Any, you hear anything? They love Devin Moore, right? Love awesome. Devin Moore. Um, it'll be interesting. He's a really smart kid. Like he's going to pick up everything that they're putting down um, in, in terms of new schemes, new techniques. Um, the X's nose. He's going to pick all that stuff up. They really like him. Um, and and that's I, I don't know if he gets a ton of playing time without an injury, but a guy that I think the staff is is getting to the point where if he had to play, they wouldn't be worried about it. Hmm. I think he like here's he, I my mean, take. He, he, I, he's going to play special those, teams too. Those other guys are, are smaller guys. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's only so much they got. Even if they hit the weight room hard, they're just not big frame guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. If if size become an issue, I think he he's he, they may have to go to him uh, in the season if, if like tackling and things like that become mm-hmm. an issue. Yeah, no, so I agree. Tackling becoming an issue with what was that? So who do you see tackling being an issue with? We're gonna get you on record. In our secondary, I mean, all those guys have struggled with 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 tackling. I think yeah. the smaller smaller defensive backs. Um, I mean, even Jason Marshall struggled with it a bit, right? I mean, right. you know, the, I, I don't have faith in, in anybody being a sure tackler um, out of any of the cornerbacks you just named. Good. Okay. Yeah, that's um, the biggest concern. Put that on TikTok. I, 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 I would think, you know, like uh, 
in, in, in my mind, uh, is, is tackling. That, that was, that's one of the things that stuck out last year throughout the mm-hmm. entire season was being able to get guys in the wheel looking like they want to tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just didn't look like those guys wanted to, like, smash a SEC running back in the face or even in his thighs. It was like ankle, a lot of, a lot of turf diving. Um, that, so that, that's I, a, it's that, I think that. Devin Moore is a physical kid. He, I mm-hmm. think he won a lot of that smoke. So I think he's a kid that probably could play if just, just from being a strict tackler. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see, Nick, any other parting thoughts? Just something on, to watch. That's on right. football. Um, the game changers doing a, doing a great job, uh, at practice. Shout out to, uh, let the people know snappers. what game changers are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let the long know. snappers, the punters, the kickers. Uh, finally, great to have a staff that acknowledges mm-hmm. the work that they put in with an appropriate title. Mm. So how's that been going for, for everybody? <laughs> uh, they do a lot of standing around at practice. Um, right, right. They, they come in. They come in. They get, their, they, get their, they get their work done early. Um, you know, they're, the game changers don't mean change for the good. Um, they're, they're, they're they're first on the bad. field, um, first on the I've field, last off. Just game changer changes for the worse. Lunch pail type of guys, you know. You know, really really high effort guys. Lunch pail, yeah. blue collar, salt yeah. of the earth. Mm-hmm. Special teams definitely changed our games. Well, Johnny Townsend was the best offensive player in 2015. He sure was. School record number of punts. Let Let's hope that that's not a. Uh, Another thing, while you were getting off, the rest of us were, were very frustrated about that, Nick. <laughs> very frustrated. Getting off. I, was having, I was having an awesome time. Yeah, Nick was very running well. out of Johnny gifts to, to post. Um, <laughs> Nick, what? Um, let, let's touch on, on baseball uh, quickly before we, uh, we wrap up the show. Gators uh, do lose the series to LSU, but talk to us about the uh, week in Gators baseball. Yeah. What's going on, um, Nick, man? Why are we losing, bro? Hey, I didn't, I didn't lie about anything. I didn't lie. I said I was worried about Brandon Sprout. Um, I said I was worried about Brandon Sprout. And, I uh, thought LSU was mid, man. LSU's mid like for LSU. It's not like LSU's never going to be bad at baseball. Um, but it's a first-year head coach. Um, so Florida, Tuesday, uh, they played Bethune-Cookman, who um, didn't play baseball last year. Um, and then obviously, so it had been over a year and a half. Um, their conference didn't play last year. Um, so there were a bunch of hungry guys who hadn't been able to play baseball in a while. They had some dude come in in the seventh inning throwing 95. And I'm wondering why he's at Bethune Cookman and not, not like Florida or FSU or Miami. They got um, a legit baseball program. There's just there's just too much talent in the state of Florida in the way that not enough scholarships. scholarships and not enough yeah, scholarships. Yeah, yeah, so like sure. kids kids end up at at Bethune Cookman throwing 95 and then get it's drafted. Bethune is Bethune, uh, Nick. I said again. How you say it? Ah, uh, potato potato. No, 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 no. So you're right way to say things. You, we had this Dude. issue with Dunedin the other day. Dunedin. Ridiculous. All right. So, <laughs> wow. Florida, Florida beats the Wildcats on Tuesday. Um, Friday, LSU comes into town, and um, Hunter Barco is is making himself a lot of money. Is what he's doing this year. Mm. He's four and one. Um, consistently gives them at least six innings every Friday, uh, and really kind of sets the tone. He gets the win. Um, seven scoreless innings against a really good LSU lineup. LSU came in as a team hitting over 305. Um, they could hit the ball. And uh, going to the park Saturday, I said, uh, I wrote in my story, I said on our message board, I was like, if Brandon Sproke can't throw his curveball, his slider, and his changeup for a strike, 
this LSU team is going to hit him. He That's a lot of three. different pitches, Nick. No, it's just your off speed. You have to be able to throw your off speed because Sproke okay. gets on the mound and throws 98, 99, hits 100 miles an hour. But if that's all you have, these players at this level are going to eventually catch up to that and hit it. Um, mm-hmm. And couldn't throw the slider for a strike, wasn't throwing his change up for a strike, and made it three innings and uh, was gone. And Florida got run out of the building uh, on Saturday night in front of 8,306 fans, which is – an all-time Florida baseball attendance record. So mm. um, not a great feeling. Sunday, they had gone away from Timmy Manning, who who didn't have a good start against Miami and then didn't have a good start against Alabama. Um, they took him out of the weekend rotation. They gave Ryan Slater, who's a retro freshman, an opportunity, and uh, he didn't make it more than three innings. So Florida is in a really bad spot right now when it comes to there's their weekend rotation and you need to, you can't brand Hunter Barco can't throw Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You need to find a, another starter. Um, Florida's bullpen had an 11.3 ERA over the weekend. That's not getting the job done. Um, They hit eight guys in a game on Saturday, on Sunday. Um, So there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of concerns in my mind. I'm not pushing a panic button yet um, because you, you are getting, Nick Pogue coming back from his from Tommy John. Tyler Nesbitt um, hasn't given up a run. He's started his career with 17 and a third scoreless. So you're getting some guys back. Um, but right now, I think there's four pitchers um, on the team that, that I'd look at and, and say, yeah, I trust them when they come into the game. And that's that's not enough. Um, Florida, you need probably, what, seven or eight? Um, you'd like to have – so uh, there's a lot of teams around the country, a lot of top 25 teams that don't have three starters. They have a Friday guy and a Saturday guy, and you do your best to win the first two games, and we pitch Sunday with whatever's left. Yeah. You use every guy you have available to win Friday, Saturday, and you use whatever's left Sunday. That's never been the case um, for any of the Florida teams that I've covered. I've just been lucky to have you know Singer, Fajardo, Shore, all those guys. But right now, Florida has one reliable starter, um, and three guys that are reliable to come out of the bullpen. So – They've got to figure out some answers. Um, I don't know. You know, Kevin O'Sullivan was really frustrated with it Sunday. He said, it's not it's not Major League Baseball. We can't make trades where there's no free agency wire. You know, um, the guys we have are the guys we have, and they have to start making pitches. Um, yeah. It's not like they're – it's not like they had a bunch of three-star, right. two-star prospects. These are some of the best players, you know, as deemed by, you know, Perfect Game and, and by other coaches. Uh, as the, some of the best players in the country and certainly the best players in the state of Florida. So yeah, they're getting uh, coached by a Coral Springs high school legend too. So who's that? David Cop. David Cop. Coral Springs high school legend, David. Yep. He's, he's one of a few of us. One of a few, few of y'all. There's a few of y'all, huh? There's just, just, just a few of us. <laughs> he's a distinguished gentleman. A, 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 literal, a, a literal few. Yeah. <laughs> Less than a gaggle, just a few. Yeah, just a few. It's it's basically me, David, and then former uh, All Pro guard and Hall of Fame member. Score Springs know about this group. Uh, I don't know if it's made it in the newsletter. Um, <laughs> I, I got to double check the Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> and then a weird week for baseball this week. So Tuesday they're in Jacksonville to play Florida State. Um, that's the first game since the game March 15th, I want to say it was. March 15th was canceled. Um, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, playing Georgia in Athens. Georgia's not very good. Um, 
which is shocking with the amount of talent, like prep talent that Georgia has um, in state. All those kids seem to go to like Vanderbilt, UNC, um, go down to Texas, just like leave the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia has more power pitching. I think Florida's bats struggled with LSU throwing soft, a lot of off speed. Um, I wonder now that you put that on tape, if Georgia will go away from what they are strong with and, and just mm-hmm. give Florida a steady diet of off speed. But if, if Georgia pitches the way that they've been throwing a lot of fastballs, um, I think you'll see a good weekend from, from the offense. Um, and, and I'm sitting here today as, as we tape and I don't, I don't know who, Kevin O'Sullivan will even start on on two of the three games this weekend. Mm. No clue. No clue who I would pick either. So Gators have four games. Nick, what's your predicted record so we can revisit next week? Predicted record this week will be two and two. Ooh. So a loss to FSU and a, a loss to Georgia. I think a, I think a, a two and one series road win and a loss to FSU on Tuesday. Mm. FSU is mm. really good. The kid that uh, that they'll throw against Florida tomorrow has um, – I think he shut Florida down twice last year. Oh, excellent. Pretty convincingly. Just so I can see Todd's tweets on the timeline. So Todd. Only time of year he cares about baseball. Yeah, Shout out to Todd. No, Todd – I didn't know Todd went to, went to Liberty. Yeah, Todd's a, so, a, so a flame. Beat, yeah, he's one of those distinguished big. Liberty guys like, like yeah, Dan yeah. is, is in Core Springs. <laughs> you think Todd made the newsletter? Yeah, they don't know about it. <laughs> um, so I'm in. I, I miss. I I saw the Friday game, and I'm I'm in a wedding, so I'm gone. And I'm like, why is TJ blowing me up about Florida losing to Liberty? Like it's he doesn't yeah. follow. It's like he doesn't follow baseball like that. Um, and then found out he's a flame. Well, he gets his trolls off. That's what he does. Professional. He is. Troll. He is a, a flaming troll. He is a flaming. Yeah, no <laughs> Oh man! So Gators uh, baseball right now sits at seventeen and seven, uh, three and three in the SEC. Have the uh, one of the baseball rankings come out, Nick? Where does yeah, Florida I rank? go. I go with D one baseball. Florida dropped from eight uh, down to fourteen. LSU hopped up from twenty one to thirteen, right ahead of Florida. Um, it, it's you know I, I sat here last week and I said, hey, it doesn't matter. You just gotta win two out of three every week, and you get to twenty, you win the SEC. Um, that's assume you you kind of assume you're going to win all of your home series, and that gives you you know ten right there. Um, Florida's Florida's in a bad spot after losing a home series to uh, to an LSU team that that will probably finish third or fourth in the SEC, third or fourth hmm. in the SEC West. Okay. Well, we will be uh, anxiously waiting promising. and rooting on Gators baseball this weekend. Some other announcements. Um, Men's track and field um, is ranked in the top 15 to start their season. Uh, Anna Hall, Natricia Hooper, and the Florida men's four by 100 are all ranked um, number one in their respective events. Shout out to Danielle Pavellini and Emma uh, Lopinto, um, who were honored for uh, ACC, AAC, pardon me, weekly honors for lacrosse. Uh, let's see here. Gators softball. Uh, beats Tennessee, who was ranked number 15. Uh, they move to 27 and five on the season, five and yeah, four. They in lost the two out of three to, uh, to Tennessee. Oh, I'm sorry. They claimed the series finale. I uh, yes. should learn how to read and put that UF on Coral Springs High School education to use. <laughs> um, <laughs> number 16 women's tennis uh, beat uh, Mississippi State 
um, four to three. Um, they're 14 and four on the season. And then lacrosse, uh, who's ranked number 11 in the country, beat Arizona State uh, 21 to 10. Uh, so with all of that, Silk, I think that takes us to uh, the Manscaped ad read. And then I believe I have the song of the week. So I've got to find that and uh, we'll get out of here. Shout out to the great folks at manscaped.com. Be sure to use coupon code 20SG at checkout for 20% off and free, 20% off and free shipping. Oof. That was tough. Uh, spring is here, man. Spring football, but also, also spring season. Be sure to get that ball deodorant and be sure to be walking around here just clean as a whistle, man. You got you to be sharp and on point. It's springtime, man. Uh, get that lawnmower 4.0. You can use it in the shower. It's shower proof. It's dark proof. So if you like to shower in the dark, it got a little light on there. It leads you through the right path, right through the forest. <laughs> All right? Coupon code SG at checkout. 20 SG at checkout for 20% off. And free shipping. Perfect. Protect the family jewels. Take care of them. You only get well, one pair. You only get one pair. That's right. Don't nick them or get them cut. Um, with that, uh, <laughs> right. that takes us. I'll cut them off. Um, with that being said, a song of the week, a big week in country music. Silk, I know that you were excited uh, to see that Friday. A lot of country music dropped. Um, so it was, uh, it was heaven, uh, on my Spotify playlist on, uh, on Friday morning, uh, when all that came out, but, uh, I want to give a shout out to Zach Bryan. Um, he's a, uh, former U S uh, military member. He just got honorably discharged and is starting his country music career after a lot of success on, uh, YouTube and Spotify and other areas. So he has a new song called highway boys. Uh, so we'll play out some Zach Bryan and highway boys. So I think you're going to like this one. Can't wait to hear it, uh, Dan. Gotcha. I'm excited. Me the first time uh, I've ever to, heard it. We need to start coming back um, and, and following up when we when we do right. songs of the week and, and seeing what Silk thought. Yeah, let's do that. That's a new segment. Uh, if you want to sponsor that segment, Silk Silk's Country Music Reviews. Ooh, I like that. I'm a big music guy, man. So I'm gonna break down the bars. I like okay. There's, great, there's great bars in this one, Silk. Gotcha. I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, we will see you at the same corner and same time next week with Linda Teeler and Jeremy Foley. Ooh. Also, we've got a huge... hey, we act like that's like that's just a small deal. That's a big deal, that's right? It's a big here. deal. This is uh, Jeremy Foley's deal. first podcast. Um, had all sorts of questions on how it worked. So we're super excited to bring him on. Uh, the we goat have Linda... coming on the goat show, bro. He's the greatest athletic director of all time coming on the greatest gator podcast of all time dog what could what more could you ask for you know what i'm saying yeah no i mean you, you can't really ask for much more um linda teeler also a very highly respected individual in college athletics as well uh but uh but yeah no we're super excited to to bring on jeremy foley uh next week uh he's gonna give a uh Kind of an overview of, of his time, you know, very successful career, climbed the, uh, the ladder uh, at UF and, and brought um, 
dozens and dozens and dozens of national championships uh, to the University of Florida. So welcoming him and super, super excited about that uh, show next week. And then we also have a big sponsorship announcement that will be coming out soon that I think every fan uh, will be excited about uh, to hear. We're going to be doing some gift card giveaways. Uh, you've heard of this company. You've probably been to their store if you've been in Gainesville. So we're super excited to welcome them on board. So stay tuned for details. Other than that, Nick, Silk, see you boys later. Same corner, same time, man. It's not Cafe Risque. That's not the new. I wish it was. Not the new sponsor. I wish it was. I'll reach out to him now. <laughs>
Highway boys on the road tonight Got a gig out at the rhyming They finally found out the hard way That this sound I got is mine, man